I'm going to go on your YouTube right now and look and see what the most popular video is. And then I'm going to question you on it. I already know. Which one is it? Which one is it? It was uh, the ugly truth of being shredded. Oh, yeah. Oh, my That's God. A, <laughs> it's a very, very professional YouTuber clickbait title right there. I, rem- I want to, that's, go on, go on. As I remember I saw, uh, I saw Mike Diamonds do it, right? And I, and I saw that he got loads of views and I went, mm, I want to do that. <laughs> and I remember I messaged him. I was like, yeah, I'm going to use the exact same title and try to do the exact same thumbnail. And he's like, yeah, no worries. Just, <laughs> how do you, how do you feel about making that type of like baity fitness content though? Cause I know that it's uh, what you have to do. It's difficult, man. It's, it's like, it's, it's like you got to play the game. But also, like, I don't want to play that game, sort of thing. Like, uh-huh. but, but to get the reward that everyone's kind of searching for, it's like you gotta just fucking suck it up and do it, right? Like trying to chase these titles, these thumbnails and whatnot. Like, it's hard game. Yeah, I think I think it. I don't know. It's something I struggled with in terms of the producing content that I want to produce and like what's going to give people value and stuff. But I think you got to remember that the more people that watch it, the 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 easier it's going to be or the the more impact your ma- ma- message, whatever it is you're spreading is going to have. So kind of just got to yeah. get over my fucking ego sometimes and clickbait the shit out of some viewers. I right, know, dude, I want to, exactly, yeah. I want to, for my own personal benefit, I want to hear all about your steroid story. That's what I'm going to talk about. Because I'm sure you don't speak about that enough. I'm sure you don't get asked about that enough. Which which <laughs> which story do you want? I don't know, man. Why did you like just um how it like how it all began, how it started? Um, so I, I pretty much like obviously I competed in men's physique for I think it's, it might have been like eight years now. I forget how quick time goes. Um, and I, and I chased that pro card for a long time, and I and I was that I say naive, but maybe not naive, but ambitious naive natty who just thought i'm gonna be that fucking guy who gets it who gets a pro card naturally i was convinced i was gonna do it i was convinced i was gonna do it i got close yeah and then the year that i got really close i came second and obviously like two places away because you gotta win and then get the overall you get the pro card and Mm -hmm. uh they changed like they changed the rules that year pretty much and they kind of said right we're gonna stop rewarding an amateur physique a pro card and we're going to reward a pro physique, a pro card. And like, I agree with that decision. It probably should have been that from the start. But it kind of got to that point. When, when they made that decision, I went, ah, okay. Like, I, I can't get that fullness. I can't get that size. I've been trying for however long. So, so, if, you, so if you win, you can... And if, so, so say if you won the show and you had a shitty amateur physique, you wouldn't get a pro card? No, you'd still get it. You'd, like, oh, you'd still get yeah, it? Yeah, like, if you're the best of the show, you're going to get the pro card. Um, okay. but they just stop rewarding the smaller physiques as such. So like the bigger physiques were getting better, the bigger physiques were getting even if they didn't look as nice aesthetically, the bigger, fuller, yeah. geary look would just get was getting rewarded. Um, the little natties are fucked then. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> and I kind of just came to that realization. I said to myself, right, okay, I'll take two years off, natural, and I'll come back and I'll be able to do it. And I got like 18 months into it and I went, I'm fucking nowhere near it. I'm nowhere near where I want to be. So I had a bit of a a wobble for a few months where I was like, what am I doing? Should I be doing this? Can I even do this? And the conclusion was, all right, let's let's get on steroids. So <laughs> as you do. So it's Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. So I literally, yeah, that was it. I jumped on 2018, November. And uh say la vie, like the rest is history. I'm here now. I'm in it. What was it like? 
So what did you start with? Testosterone, I take it. Yeah, 250 milligrams of testosterone. I think I was lucky in the fact I had some people around me that um, that could pretty much like tell me the right and wrong thing to do. So I was, I was lucky I didn't go too high. What um, was it like uh, jabbing yourself for the first time? Because I've I've had the, what's the word? I've had the the pleasure to to jab someone in the ass once <laughs> and it's fucking scared mate it feels horrible it feels like a knife through butter I, i'm not yeah. a big fan of it dude yeah i uh i was never i'm not really afraid of like ejecting myself or anything like that but i remember like it was more the, the actual substance and i'm like okay like this once the substance is in me that's it like that that ego-driven natural card which is what it was i was like no i want to be natural it was gone and that was it and i didn't have that association of natural anymore so I was, that was probably the scariest part of it actually was actually just once that is in me that's that's that era of natural bodybuilding done i'm not going to go there again that was probably the scariest thing but actually and did you did you announce it before you because you're you've always been very open about it. Did you? I can't remember. Did you announce it before you did it? Or yeah, I did. I did. I actually did a story. My decision uh, to take uh, a, a video. Sorry, my decision to take steroids. And I, I'd, I remember that. I'd already made my decision. I'd put it out there, obviously, so people could see. I didn't care what people said about it or whatever. Loads of savage comments on it. Standard. Um, but I already made my decision at that point, and I'd weighed it up. I talked to my parents. I talked to my my girlfriend, and uh, I was ready. And I just, I, I literally had that moment. I went. Here we fucking go then. Like I went bop straight in the dope, and then that was it. Pumped it in. Sound. <laughs> what did your mum and dad say to it when you first mentioned it? Uh my mum, I get like it's different what they say now, but what what they said back in the day. My mum was my mum was very much a no regrets, like you're gonna have that playing on your head when you're on your deathbed. Like don't if if it's what is in you, and it had been in me for like the last five or six years. I've thought about it for for a long, long time and I'd played this game for a long time, so Hearing that was quite peace of mind from my mum. I was like, okay, cool. I can, I've got mum's mm -hmm. blessing now. That kind of tipped me over the edge. I shouldn't say, since then. Yeah, <laughs> dude, the, the relationship I see you have with your mum kind of reminds me of like mine and my mum. It's very unique. And I think she would have said the same thing to be honest. Yeah. If I, if I told my mum I was going to start taking steroids. So. Yeah. My dad's a little bit different. My dad's an old school guy. He's just like, oh, fucking meathead. Uh, like, he's a bit like that. But he, he gets it now. Um, but yeah, he was a little, I just, whatever. He's in Dubai, so I talk to him less. <laughs> Fair play, man. Fair play. What, so what, I take it when you go when you go abroad to Dubai and see your dad's stuff, you can't take stuff with you? Yeah, I don't take it with me. Um, I'm lucky in the fact that I know some people there, so I can I can sort myself out. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. I want to know why you started training as well. What's the story of that? Um, 15, 16... I think just because I remember me and my friend we were jealous of this one guy who had like a, a real good six pack and like he was we used to say he was on steroids I think 15 year old like he was no way he was on steroids he was tiny back and we're like no he's <laughs> yeah. definitely on steroids and we got we just got jealous of him literally started training <laughs> I know people that said that you're on steroids and you're a natural man one of my good mates is actually Nathan uh, I'm putting Nathan in, in it right now but he was like oh bro like you can't get you can't get that conditioned that I think it's before because he did a he did a UK BFF show and won it I think it's before he did that and he was like how does this guy look so disgusting because yeah. in that in that um, video the ugly truth of being shredded is that you're natural there aren't you as yeah well? that's natural you always get in such ridiculous condition I think it's that like genetic vascularity. That's what it is, isn't it? Because people see that stomach, that weird veiny stomach, 
and they're just like that's gross how do you do that and it's that's just like my genetic veins in my abs really because i actually reckon it's genetics? i look back man and like i wasn't i wasn't anywhere near as lean as i was when i competed last time when i wasn't natural really yeah, i was nowhere near as lean like i get those veins in my abs like eight weeks out 10 weeks out just because it's just why i don't hold body fat but when i look at my mm. legs the back the glutes and everything they were just they were all right never like i never even i barely had veins in my legs when i was when i was natural now it's like webs everywhere even when i'm yeah heavier. i've seen that i've seen that so a lot changed hmm interesting Mm-hmm. Right, I've got a few things I have written down to to question you on. Oh no! Another one I was curious about was uh, your caffeine intake and your cut off and other things that you do in terms of like. Okay, let's start. Do you have a morning routine? Uh, a subconscious one, not a conscious one. Okay, okay, like a. Uh... I'll get up, go take a shit, go back and get, <laughs> what every every morning. Every morning, I got waking up by that feeling of need to go shit. <laughs> wow, it's amazing. That's, that's some good. That's some good bowel movements, yeah, man. That's incredible. You're eating a sufficient amount of fiber. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll get back into my bed. I'll do like 10, 20 minutes answering a few messages. Then I'm I literally just I'm ready to go and I come down and I work. I don't do anything special. No cold showers. No meditation. I do a bit of grounding every now and again when the weather's nice. But other than so that, you do have a bit. You do have a bit of hippie in you, then. Going oh into... yeah. Normally, why did you grounding? What's the What's the premise behind that? Uh, less about the science behind it and the the inflammation reduction and and that kind of thing. More just the like. I love the fucking feeling of being with like Mother Nature and being like next to it. Like I just like when I'm on a beach, I am flat on the beach, like trying to get into the sand, like I'm part of the earth. When I'm on there, I'm like digging my toes in and stuff. Like it's more of like a hippie spiritual thing like i just love doing do you, it do you love do you love trees i love i love all kinds of trees does does your yeah we know that does your does your mum love trees as well like in a non in like an actual like tree way you know yeah, like yeah, an yeah. oak tree uh no, does no she, she doesn't oh my mum fucking loves trees mate it's yeah, yeah. weird she has like this yeah she just like loves nature and trees and i was like I wonder if your mum was the same. <laughs> I was a bit of a hippie, to be honest. Yeah, dude. All right then. Uh, obviously, you smoke as well because we used to we used to sesh the Fortnite quite a bit, didn't we? Yeah, back in the day, we used to play a lot of. Uh, do you think it positively or negatively impacts your training? Well, obviously, it fucking positively impacts your training. That's why you do it, given how obsessive you are with training and every every like meticulous little variable that you <laughs> you, you have yeah. in control. Uh, yeah, I don't think it affects my training whatsoever. Like I smoke for I've smoked longer than I've trained. I smoke for a decade now um mm. nearly daily and before after it doesn't make a difference to me at all oh i my to muscle connection improves sometimes <laughs> that's about it why why do you smoke so much um i i don't know like i i i've been facing this battle in my head the last like however long i don't know probably the last three or four months as i've kind of got into my next chapter of life i would say um, mm. like I do think that it's offered me a very, very nice perspective on life. Like I was very reactive. I was very, I don't want to say like hot headed, but I just, I never thought about things. I never just, I just acted and reacted. And, but this like weed has just given me the ability to kind of take a step back and just realize that sh- it's like uh, the typical stone of mentality is like, I don't give a fuck, whatever. It's going to roll a joint. Like I, I can appreciate that because actually, 
you know, like that famous book, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, like actually not giving a fuck is so powerful sometimes. And just being mm-hmm. like, uh, it's, of course, I don't want to have the, the, oh, I'm all stressed, let's smoke, so I don't give a fuck. Like, I appreciate that. But actually, that's what taught me to not not give a fuck and to stop caring so much about what people think and to stop worrying about X, Y, and Z every single day because I was that person. I was like, what is this? What do they think about me? What is this? If I don't turn up here, then I've got to do that. And the, the weed chilled me out. I d- I've definitely used it in the wrong ways in the past, like when my anxiety has been bad and when I've not wanted to face things, I just kind of s- smoke myself into a coma. I can do that as well. Um, but my relationship with it is a, is a little bit more positive now. <laughs> Wait, so I can't imagine. You're saying you so do you do you still get anxious about things? Yeah, I, I definitely still get anxious about things. Hot, and by hot headed, you mean like short tempered or what? Yeah, low patience, low patience. Do you still have that now? Yeah, it's still there. It's it's still like it's still probably in, probably part of me, but it's just just way less, and I can see it. That's weird, man. Because I'd say that you're one of the one of the more definitely one of the more chill. <laughs> And down to earth guys in the fitness industry in terms of like what will be will be like I can't fucking imagine that. Yeah, man, I really I don't know what it is. I I kind of I've been talking about it a lot lately, actually, just like worrying about like what people think and stuff. And like I've been like thinking about it even more so the last couple like months and stuff. What do you mean worrying about the smoking or just generally what people think? Um, of you, you like what people think. Generally. Like I am like generally chilled. Like what will be what be what is said is said. What happens with beef and whatnot? It's just whatever. I don't. I'm not really in for it and stuff. But the more and more I've been thinking about it, the more I'm like, am I doing things wrong? And it's kind of circling in my head a little bit weirdly. I don't know if it's related to weed. Should should, uh, should implement some meditation into your daily routine of grounding. Then, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it's fucking wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, I, I did try meditation for a little bit, but I, I, I typical I had no patience for it. I couldn't couldn't connect with what I was supposed to connect with. If I'm even supposed to connect with anything, it's more it's more about just um, just acknowledging your thoughts and like letting them go, kind of thing. And it, it's like anything though. It's like training as well. It's, I think people people do it and expect to be in some like meditative state like straight away. Yeah. But it's, it's honestly the more the more you do it, it's like a progressive overload of meditation. You start doing it, you see, might see no results, and then it's like marginal gains over time. And then eventually it becomes yeah, it's fucking it's fucking good, man. Especially if you, I'm very ADHD. Well, I am ADHD, so I'm like very very fast and it can stress me out as well i've never i've never really had like proper anxiety or anything other than a few unlucky fucking days as every, i'm sure everyone does yeah. but it definitely definitely like helps and slows me slows me down dude you say then you're saying about obviously smoking and being anxious and stuff have you found that anabolics have affected your the way you the way you think or your state of mind because i know that trend is does some not can do some gnarly stuff <laughs> yeah um so I, i've always like that was another thing that i was that i was pretty hesitant about when i started steroids was like i don't want to change me because I, I don't want to be a different person i don't want to have just suddenly become some kind of monster or anything like that and i think a lot of people yeah, ha- have that like apprehension about steroids and actually mm-hmm. i heard a conversation the other day in i was actually yesterday when i get my hair cut they were talking about steroids next to me and they're like oh you Oh, I know someone who did that. They're fucking crazy now. And it's like, if you're abusing it, sure, you're fucking crazy. But I actually didn't notice any difference to my mentality apart from a positive one. Um, really? Until 
probably early this year. So because I, I was like, I'm doing my fucking dream now. I'm chasing it. I've, I've taken that leap to take steroids. I am now chasing my dream. So I was very like much like, okay, like let's go now, like positively. And I felt motivated for a very long time. Uh, the one time that I felt the effect was earlier this year, I used um, a Nandrolone NPP. Um, and I, I didn't use- What is it? It's, it's NPP. It's, it's basically DECA, but a short ester. Okay. And that was the first time that I actually noticed a roid rage type thing. Like my patience got smaller again. I kind of got little things would would, <laughs> would annoy me again. Uh, I remember reading something that I think that uh, Nandrolone's effect, I think it was either, I can't remember if it was gray or white matter in the brain, which is part of like your rea- your reactions. So you become yeah. you become more reactionary reactionary if you're using um, anabolics, which kind of makes sense because when they're higher, you get a bit more snappy, a bit more angry. But I've never really noticed anything crazy. That was just a something passive I noticed. What does what does that do exactly? Why were you taking that over? Um, why did you introduce that? Basically, is what I'm trying to say. So, it's, it's difficult. so I, I was using like a test base. Um, I basically try and put my cycle so I don't use an aromatized inhibitor because there's quite uh-huh. a, quite a lot of negatives associated with them. So I basically brought my testosterone to a ceiling where I didn't want to. I where if I went above it, I felt maybe slight gyno, maybe my my or uh, tickly nipples rather than actual gyno. Maybe my blood. Pro- what was that? What was that for you? Like what? Those uh, three hundred milligrams. So I didn't. I could take three hundred okay. milligrams and not use any AI or anything. Um, mm-hmm. And if I went to 350, I started to feel something. So I came back down to 300. And then tickly nips. Tickly nips. <laughs> blood pressure starts to rise a little bit. Um, I was like, okay, let me find my ceiling. And then I just, you just go through another avenue of, of like hypertrophy mechanisms or, sorry, anabolic steroid mechanisms. So, you know, like Nandrolone will work on another pathway. Testosterone works on like protein absorption, protein turnover pathway. And so I just used the Nandrolone as another one. I was only using like 100 milligrams to start and then I went to 150 and then I noticed those negatives and then I just took out. So it wasn't much or anything. But yeah. Fair play, man. You're pretty you're, you're pretty on it compared to like pretty much everyone I know that uses steroids or gear. Like I remember having a... I'm a if, I, if he listens to it, if he listens to this... Uh, you're an absolute fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but I remember someone in my gym, man, who just started training and he like came to me and I have no fucking idea. I actually told him to speak to TM Cycles, funny oh, yeah. enough. I think this was like last year. Yeah, and he came to me and he was like, oh, someone someone in the gym gave me this. I've like, I've never, I don't even know, basically don't know what steroids are. I think it's like something like Winstrol and testosterone, a testosterone cycle or something. And he just basically started jabbing Uh like no no plan nothing in terms of dosages yeah. no like no blood work nothing like that and he was like uh he was like literally growing tits and he'd stopped and he's like oh i felt like shit for the last i think you just do, i don't know if you you i guess you do you go cold turkey or do you taper off stuff uh now nah, you can you can pretty much you can go cold turkey i don't come off i don't actually come off i just go down to trt you stay on like a cruise dose yeah like okay. trt so like for me i could just go straight down to trt but if you're coming off then yeah. You, you can taper it, but you're just going to spend longer waiting for that substance to clear. So you can just come straight off and PTT. 
Yeah, he had taken a, a load of shit, basically, and then just stopped it because he decided he wanted to stop it and then didn't have anything else to take or no idea what he's doing. He was like, mate, I'm, I'm growing tits. I feel like shit. I've lost all this size. And then it's like, bro, so many people. I get messages as well on the daily about what what steroids to take to look a certain way or how, how to do shit. What do you... Obviously, I don't, what do you think of that, man? What do you think of people going into things? It's like recreational drugs as well. Yeah. Like, I know if you go out to any kind of event or anything or any kind of festival, you just see people absolutely fucking monged yeah, out of their munted. faces, man. Yeah, crazy, man. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I think, I think the thing is, is like when you're fucking with hormones, it's like you may not, but actually, you may be affected for life. Like sure the odds might not be crazy but you may take that one cycle and that might be it you may not recover again you may just be slightly lower testosterone than when you started i think people mm -hmm. just don't consider that consider any of those circumstances ultimately people are going to be fucking stupid anyway so it's just like a matter of trying to educate in the right way as much as possible because there's a fine line between educating about steroids and encouraging about it, especially when you're in a position of influence. It's like it's quite a it's quite a gray area. So when I do get those messages of like, I'm about to start my cycle, I'm gonna take five hundred milligrams of testosterone and this and this, what do you think? I'm like, part of me wants to go, bro, this this is not me to decide. This is your life. You decide, but the other part of me is like, don't fucking take that. So it's like, because you, you will you will have an influence on people, even yeah. just simply showing them. Like, I people, because right, you you coach me obviously in my last prep, and then in the last, <laughs> I got ill as fuck, didn't I? Yeah. And I decided to to prep in the last four weeks and like no calories, loads Savage. of cardio, and then take clen as well. And then I, in no way did I promote anything. I was just, I would just, if people asked, I was just semi-open about like, obviously I'm taking clen, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And explained, explained what, what we were doing. And uh, I had people messaging me and were like, yo, I've started, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start taking clen because of you. Or I've started I taking clen. And like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? It's crazy. So I guess it's a, a similar, but because you want to be, you, it comes a point then where, it's like you want to be open about everything but then where's where's the line where you're going to be being open is going to be damaging to people and uh, it's really really difficult and that's why i've always tried to like when i do talk about steroids actively rather than just like in my dms it's always like it's in an educational format rather than like this is what i took and this is what happened because that's quite easy to do it's like i took x amount for x long and i got massive oh shit i want to do that too so i try and like bring in some blood work i try and explain actually like i've had some negatives here and but it is but like you said man it's difficult it's really difficult because you got you got a uh what you got a, a cellulitis didn't you yeah man i got it really really fucking bad as well really uh, bad, i remember this i was like low-key when was it were were you coaching me then i can't remember maybe it was like june it was june june last year or maybe, maybe a bit earlier May last year, I think. I was like, yeah, it's it around because I think it's a similar time. We must have both because I got it as well because I was in the hospital for like a for about I think it was a, a good few weeks where I had a couple of surgeries. Yeah, I remember. And where they where they had the the IV and I got fucking cellulitis in my arm and like yours, man. I wasn't gonna say anything, but I was low key worried because it did not look good. And you can lose your legs and shit from it. Yeah. You can it can turn into septicemia. You can fucking die. Uh. But. 
That was from jabbing, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was like I was at the point in my prep where I was I was I was I had a lot of oil to put in me, and you can have one mil barrels or two mil barrels oil, uh, like testosterone, like that because you know it's oil based. Steroids are oil based. So like, uh, okay, yeah. I was using whatever four four five <laughs> fucking shitload of drugs. Simpho into your simpho in your glutes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and then put my shorts on and go on stage. <laughs> Um, it's like I had a lot of substance to inject because I was using I was using Prima at one point and Prima is quite a, they say it's like less toxic you need higher amounts to basically get the best effects of it so I was having a lot of it and you got a one mil barrel and a two mil barrel and the two mil barrel just was fucking stiff and I bought like three four different two mil barrels and it took like bro and you're like and it's already an, a, a grim experience and you're like going trying to push it into like two mils of oil and it's like 30 seconds to even put it in like and, it, and the barrel stiff i'm like i can't do this so i used one more barrels but i had to do like three or four like full mil barrel injections all the time at like three times a week so it was fuck loads i had to inject what do you what do you mean i don't really fo- uh I think I got it. break it down i don't really follow so uh, so basically you have different barrel sized uh, injection sizes right and because of the amount yeah. of oil i was using I, I was trying to use the bigger barrels, the bigger injection syringes, uh-huh. the bigger syringes. But those syringes injected really fucking slow that it was just horrific. Like it was an ordeal every time I used one. And I had to do it like twice in one day, three times a week. So I gave up on those ones because it was just like it hurt so much. And I used a one, like half the size. So I had to do double the injections, but half the syringe size because the syringe just went boop, straight in easy. And it was an easier injection. So it got to the point I was like, okay, so I've got to do my delt, my other delt, and my glute in one day. And I was like, fuck, I've got to rotate these like three times a week. So I was like, I need to find new injection sites. And someone told me that I could uh-huh. I could use my piriformis muscle, which is like right at the top of your quad. Like literally that little yeah. that right thing that you lift your leg up to walk. Mm-hmm. So I went, boom, went in flush, yeah. went in flush, easy, put it in, no pain. About two hours later, my leg was double the size like dark red cellulitis really fucking bad well so that it, that quickly that quickly i was in agony you think what well, you think it was uh because you in, introduced bacteria then or do you think it is because you inflamed it and then you i don't know i've got no idea i've got no idea all i know is i won't ever inject in that spot again but my leg was like i went to the doctor and the doctor was just like what are you doing to yourself this is crazy he's like what you inject steroids i'm like yeah i'm like it's fine he's like this is dirty oil this is dirty steroids i'm like no no i've used the same oil for the last 10 weeks it's fine i know it's fine i've used it in my delt arm leg everywhere i just did it in the wrong place or i didn't clean properly or something i waited a day or so and then i it got to the point i was like crying in pain i couldn't walk i was literally dragging could you see it could you see it could you see it spreading yeah yeah yeah. so it started very locally and then it just went like like the sides of my knees you couldn't see the sides of my knees because they were full of water like and bearing in mind i did it at the top of the hip like literally so my entire quad was full of water it was man i didn't even realize how bad it was at the time i was just thought oh it's just a bad injection took about three weeks to go did you come when we how far how far were you from competing then? I was about seven weeks out and I did my steps every day, ten thousand. I just dragged my foot. Oh, I just dragged my foot. Oh man, you didn't train legs to take it though. I trained my one leg. I couldn't do my other leg. It was horrendous, man. Jesus. I felt like crying every day, but 
is what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I, mine, mine wasn't that bad, fortunately. I remember coming back from hospital and then I'd just been, I'd just been in for like two weeks. I'd missed my fucking, I'd missed my birthday weekend. I'd missed a festival. I'd missed a family holiday. I'd missed an event. I was meant to go film that. I was meant to go and link with uh, one of my favorite music producers and film in his studio with him, do some bits of him. And I got ill when I landed because I flew in from Portugal and I landed in Southend Airport by London. And then I got ill the following day. So it was like the Friday when I was meant to do all this stuff. And then I went, got rushed to hospital. I woke up and it just felt like, man, it felt like someone had, it's probably a, probably a similar pain because it's an infection within my knee joint. It felt like I was in a medieval fucking torture rack and yes. someone was twisting my knee uh. out of so sockets. It's like within the actual joint. And it, yeah, it just felt like everything in there was just getting pulverized. And then yeah. went to hospital, had surgery, blah, 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 blah. Came out after a few weeks, was like, thank fuck was in a pretty bad way <laughs> got home and then i noticed like this red hot patch of skin where the ivy had been uh. i was like oh no and then uh it got worse and worse and worse and like hotter and hotter and itchy and red it, it didn't sound as painful as yours it wasn't the end of the world but um i drew i actually drew like a drew a line around it in marker pen yeah that's why uh, i did as well i did the see, same thing yeah did you do did it as well to see if the rash did you did you see it spread? Oh, it was, I was checking it every hour, and I'm like, I'm like, to my, my girlfriend Amy, I'm like, Amy, is it moved? She's like, no, it's fine. And I look like two two hours later, three hours later, and she's like, oh my god, like we need to go to the hospital. Like it literally had like tripled in like three hours. It was spreading so quickly. It's scary, isn't it? Because then you get into this. You're not sure if you're like mind's playing tricks. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, that's how it was. One maybe I just drew because I was there like with this fucking cellulite. I was like, oh, maybe I just drew the line wrong or something. <laughs> maybe it's just hasn't. I got into this like state of denial where I didn't. But I was the thing of me. It was. I I was on so many antibiotics. I was on like a huge dose of, I think it's um, floxacillin, floxteen, floxacillin, I can't remember what it's called. And uh, several other like incredibly potent antibiotics for the infection within my knee. I was like, or well, I was like, there's not much more that they can fucking give me. So if I wasn't on that, I probably would have been fucked, yeah. which is lucky. It's lucky that it didn't spread anymore, but it was definitely resistant to whatever antibiotics I was currently taking. So oh, that's great, man. yeah, man. How long were you on antibiotics for? Uh, two weeks I did them. Two weeks. How was that? So I actually went on to... It was quite a dodgy season, actually. I was, it was my rookie season, that's why I blame it to you. But I actually had... I went on antibiotics like four weeks before that for another bad injection for my mm. for my shoulder. And the same thing happened there. Like, you couldn't even see... Like, you know what? how vascular I get. Like, I couldn't see any... And I was like fucking four weeks out or six weeks out. Couldn't see any vascularity in my whole arm where I'd injected in my delt as well. I don't know what I was doing wrong back then. I don't, I've never had that. Yeah, that's what you that get since. for... Um, that's what you get for trying to save money with second-hand needles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just picked them out of the bin on the street. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I hate... You're, I guess you seem like someone that cares about their, their gut microbiota and... Yeah, yeah, I definitely bacterial balances. Yeah, I fucking I I, ha I hate antibiotics. Yeah, like if same. I can, I will avoid them at absolute all costs. Which is kind of weird because everyone, well, in this day and age, I think it's very common just to go to the doctors and want antibiotics. Yeah. And I'm like, mate, if you knew what they're doing to you, why would you want to take so something that's going to completely wipe out all the all the flora and fauna in your gut? So yeah, I was gutted when I had to go back on the second ones. I was really reluctant for the first ones. Uh, mm -hmm. um i was i'm still I'm what because because of, because of your gut health yeah or? yeah yeah. i mean I, to be fair like i didn't feel any different like i was still actually nothing really happened i didn't have bad stomach or anything but i appreciate what happens i've seen 
you know, I've done the research. I know what happens when you take that shit. But when I had to do those second yeah. ones, man, I was just like, I was give them to me. I don't care. Like give them to me. It was so, it was so much pain. <laughs> it was so, so much pain. And I knew that I had to compete in like four weeks. I was like, I need to get this done. Like, let's go. Crazy. On the plus side, you can always, because I guess you took active bacteria cultures or probiotics, something afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took quite a few. I think you can use, I don't know if there's any science behind this, but I think you can you kind of use it as a clean slate to get a nice, healthy yeah. gut microbiota <laughs> back. So although you're wiping everything out, it's yeah. fun. But yeah, man, it's, t- it's crazy. It's tied to everything, isn't it? From from your like your mental health to obviously food digestion to... Have you, look, have you researched it properly? Uh, I've done a fair bit. I've done a fair bit. Educate me, go on. Um, I mean, I know, I know that like the... the the gut bacteria, like you said, like it has an impact on nearly everything. But you know what? Like the further I go down the science of everything, the more every scientist seems to think that their field of exploration is the, is yeah. the biggest impact on everything, right? So you, you listen to gut 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 doctors. The gut is everything. You listen to brain doctor or whatever brain doctors. The brain is everything. So I don't know it's difficult, but I I definitely know that there's some links to to depression, anxiety, and things like that from from gut gut bacteria, poor bacteria. Um, I, even even things like motivation and and stuff like that can be affected from from your gut bacteria. From what I've seen, which is pretty intense. So yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want to just question you for this whole thing, but I'm curious as well, man, to go back and forth a little bit. How, what's, what do you think about, how do you stay so fucking on it and motivated in terms of the training and the diet and absolutely, because smashing it, like, because mm. you always seem to be on it and have this like do or die <laughs> mentality, which I really, really do respect, you know? Yeah. Even because obviously, Obviously, everyone has days of like a lack of motivation. Yeah, but it's the people that can fucking push through it are the ones that do well and stuff. Yeah, exactly. As What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good you said that. Like, like you said, like from what you've seen is what you see, right? It's Instagram. It's what I show you. So there's obviously days when when shit isn't a hundred percent and shit goes up and down. Um, but for me, I just got that goal. I got that goal that's just burning in in my forehead and nothing nothing's going to take me away from it at this point so i just execute but like you said that that sentence right there is like motivation comes and goes but what you do in those moments that when it's not there is is what's gonna define how close how close you get to that goal i just got this ick with it i just got this ick i just i just need that fucking pro card that's it i just need to get there and then i can breathe a little bit and then what are you, what are you gonna do when you get a pro card fuck it who knows nothing do you want to do you want to do you, do you go for olympia uh, I definitely did. Like, like, yeah, I definitely do. I definitely do. Um, like that was the end goal. I, 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 I don't know if if I like to say, all right, I'm going to be on the Olympic stage. I like to just take it what's in front of me. Like, okay, I need that fucking pro card first. Like, this is something that I just need. And but I don't know you, what, what the ick is. It just is. If you play second, you are a hunt. Well, no, nothing is certain, but you are... 99.99999% going to get a pro card if you play second naturally with the mentality and the discipline that you have, you know? So it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's just like, you just, it's the role of the, it's still a role of the dice. Like, it, unfortunately, it's still political. Unfortunately, it's still, you got to play a game, right? It's, it's, so I'm going to have to just play that. And 
I mean, I'd like to think I'll come undeniable next year, but until then, like, I just got to take every day as it comes. There's no comps on this year, is there? No, I think they might be throwing some at the end. They might. I, I've seen some in America, but obviously we can't get to America. But I know they're doing the Olympia. They're doing the Olympia in December. Like, it's like t- the 22nd of December or something before Christmas. Fuck prepping through a global pandemic. Yeah, grim. Well, it doesn't really seem like one anymore. Everyone's fucking back to normal. Yeah, um, this is dangerous territory. What are you? What are you, what are are you saying? Glo- I'm surprised you didn't say global scandemic. <laughs> global scandemic. Oh, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a bit of a, a bit of a grey girl. Go on, let's. Oh, I don't know, man. This is this is like you said. Like you got, we're especially when you talk about it publicly. Uh, I don't know. There's just shit that doesn't add up to me. I just don't. I don't get half of it. I don't get why fucking Fauci from fucking America has not been messaging talking about. Hydroxychloroquine from fucking day one. And I haven't, just... I haven't looked, I haven't looked into it, mate. And don't worry, I'm not going to call this podcast like uh, Josh, <laughs> Josh Bridgman. And this, I won't even mention that. But I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious as to your thoughts on it. To be honest, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely am a victim of falling down the holes of like the internet and stuff. You like, like a bit really of conspiracy theories, don't you? I fucking do. I like a bit of weed. I like a conspiracy theory. It's hand in hand, right? <laughs> Smoking a pancake. It's it's like it's yin and yang. <laughs> do you just do you, do you get high and just spend hours watching like uh, just, weird uh, documentaries and weird? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I actually i i stick i stick fairly mainstream. I, I try not to go down the uh, like alien docu- route. Yeah, like the doc, like you know, when it's like it's made by conspiracy theorists, like documents made by conspiracy theorists are just a bit weird. Like mm. sometimes they're a bit intense. Uh, but I don't know, this stuff's all a bit weird. I it, bringing in, I mean, there's like ninety plus studies that say masks don't work to prevent the infection and spread of disease. On this, on the WHO website, it says masks don't work to reduce the uh, the spread of flu viruses. I don't know, it's all a bit confusing. Yeah, it's, it's it's a weird one, man, and it's like I, I'm not I'm not a, like a, a conspiracy theorist about it at all, but I do th- I think the government are definitely trying to save face on it one hundred percent. Like, yeah. w- what is what is the point of bringing in masks like at the end of or when the pandemic is dipped? You know, like what yeah. is what is what is the point of it? And what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, that was it. It was like when they're implementing and bringing in quarantine, like they're doing it in small, gradual, gradual yeah. stage, stages. And it's like basic, basic psychology 101 in order to get people to do a certain thing. You like implement yeah. things slowly. It's a ladder. If you want someone to get to the end of a fucking, the top of a, top of a, a big, a big climb without a ladder, they're not going to get there. So you gradually step. Like imagine if they said, if, if we're told that we're like we went from living normal life to okay everyone's in quarantine everyone's locked down there'll be like absolute yeah. riots so yeah, yeah I, I knew it was coming especially with the english mentality we were just being, no you're not fucking take keeping us inside you know what i mean i do like fucking that, yeah. come on then i do but, but, but equally it's 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 it kind of baffles me as well how how people do just don't just question don't question things sometimes they just do as they're told yeah. and shut up that, like it's, that's, it's worrying that's, that's my biggest issue of this whole thing. I like, I don't care if it's real or it's fake or any of this shit. It's just the absurdity that people aren't going. Why aren't you just? Why aren't you addressing this? Why aren't you addressing this? And the government just completely ignore it. Like in in April, uh, Matt Hancock, uh, I don't know two of the other dudes that 
that speak publicly for the government, they they categorically said that masks do not offer any protection. And it's on Sky News. You can see the videos on YouTube. And then you just fast forward three months later and they're saying, no, you have to. It's compulsory. And I'm just like, how are you saying that? And then this, you're just kind of saying what feels right at the time. And everyone's going, okay, I believe you. Let's do it. Rather than just be like, why did you said that earlier? Why did why are you saying it now? And they don't get asked us ask those questions. Hmm. They need to, you know, what they need to do. They need to do some fucking Trump style in, interviews. Have you seen Trump get roasted in front of those interviews? Fuck my I fair did, play I have, to him. I did, I did, I did see a bit of that. I watched a little. Fair I play try to not him. to. I try not to watch the. I try not to watch the news though. To be fair, yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's yeah, all doom and gloom and like. I see stuff recommended to me on YouTube and it's it actually, it, it kind of makes me happy how many, it's like, obviously you get the YouTube recommended, don't you? Yeah. And there's stuff like, there's a recommended strip for coronavirus news and everything's got like 40% dislikes and it's just kind of yeah, from Sky. Yeah. It's just kind of cool that people can just see like a lot of it is scaremongering bullshit. But but yeah, man, it's, it's nuts. I, I, I personally, I do believe, obviously I believe in the, the, the pandemic and stuff going on and blah, 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 blah. But I think... I think at the, when it when it started to to pop its head up, the 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 the, the quote unquote scaremongering from the government and the the campaign to instill fear on the general population, they basically went too fucking far with it, and now people are like petrified of everything. Yeah, yeah. and it's, I bet it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's so just... many like knock on effects in like mental health and this. Like people are already afraid of like things like that already. Like now that you you kind of have that that worldwide feeling of like fuck we're all we're all about to be in for it and that was like quite a rare moment i think in like human history where the whole world faced one single issue at the same time and then all the governments rallied and just fucking drummed about how you need to stay inside and protect the end save lives and it's fucking scary like especially when it's happened on a world level dude there's there's people asking for longer lockdown and to go and to go back into lockdown and I'm like, if if you're one of those people listening to this, like, okay, fair enough. But I'm, I don't, I, I think it's fucking crazy. Like, if you if you want to stay in, you can stay in. You know, if you wanna yeah. wanna do your own thing, do your own thing. If you wanna social distance, social distance. But it's like, that the the government aren't just. Although they do some, some crazy and stupid shit like with the masks, it's not just some, it's not just some guy sat there and being like, oh, I know, let's uh, let's yeah. lock, let's lock us down or let's unlock us down. It's obviously. At hundreds of hundreds and thousands of statisticians working relentlessly yeah. on data sets and looking at growth and blah 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 blah. But yeah, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, man, crazy. That that was it. That's what I was gonna say. I'll shut up in a minute. But um, in terms of people just following following stuff blindly, like for I although it seems like a very conspiracy theorist thing to say, but you you got to rem- remember as well that if you in 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 like no, this is sounds so out there and stupid. I know what it sounds like and like Tim foil hat wearing. But you've got to remember that in 1939 Nazi Germany, people didn't think they were the, the government were bad. People didn't think that they were gonna yeah. be part of this like horrible oppressive war machine. And it's just they they just followed orders and they did things without questioning it. And it wasn't Jordan Peterson goes on a lot a lot about it. It isn't these these they're, they're just normal people like me and you, people that eventually commit these horrible acts just because it becomes reality and becomes normal and they don't fucking question anything they just do as they're told and it's like i think you got to take it whatever it is you just got to take a subjective view of it for sure you know what one good thing that has come out of this is that my mum is now a questioner 
She questions she? everything. She she's like she comes back from her golf. She goes, I told them about the conspiracy theory she told me. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm like, what do they think? Did they walk away? She goes, No, she agreed with me. I'm like, fucking right, Mumsy, go on. <laughs> yeah, because my well, my mum started a started a bit like a, a bit of a, like OTT, a bit of a, a bit of a clean freak in the sense that she was like really, really scared about it. She yeah. was like a bit panicky because she, she's a warrior, man. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's she naturally she she worries about a lot of stuff, and um and now she's at the point, even her, where she's like, it's like this does something something doesn't something doesn't add up, or what we're being what we're being told versus yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a I had a girl recently stay with me from Portugal. And yeah, yeah, it's a very nice girl. And um shout out to you. And uh it was even though this is like this is kind of why I realised, man, like you shouldn't just take things you shouldn't just listen listen to what you're told. You should probably do some research and stuff and come to form come to your own conclusions. But she's basically at the time she's 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 from Portugal, she's coming to stay with me, and you know they're they're forming air bridges from country to country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where you can travel freely. Uh, long story short, Portugal was meant to be in the Portugal was meant to be in one of these air bridges, so you didn't have to quarantine if you're visiting from Portugal. Now, at the time, the Portugal had lower rates of basically the the air bridges got announced, and Portugal wasn't included in in the air bridges. And then, if you look at Spain, for example, which is next to Portugal, it had higher rates of infection. It wasn't wasn't handling it as well. If you looked at somewhere like Germany, it also had, I think, had higher rates of infection and more people infected per per capita in the population, or maybe it's Spain. And they got air bridges from the country, so you didn't have to quarantine. Yeah. Yet Portugal, which I think was also awarded some award for the one of the most COVID secure countries in Europe, mm. uh, was they you you had to do a two week quarantine if you're from there. And this fucking girl, man, she lives like an hour from the Spanish border as well, where you don't have to quarantine. It's like <laughs> this country has few, you have a statistically lower chance of getting coronavirus if you're from here, from countries that are allowed to travel freely into the UK. Yet they expect expect her to quarantine for two weeks. And it's like, at what point do it's it's almost like the government policies they are just trying to tick boxes in order to yeah. or, the, or the individual is getting punished for a wider political, a wider political thing. Yeah, no, it is crazy. Those kind of things, they just don't add up. I, I wonder if uh, Portugal had an influence on it, as in the Portu- Portuguese government, and they were like, no, we don't want to travel channel with you. Apparently, dude, they, they want the travel they want the travel oh, corridor. Yeah, because we bring loads of tourists, and they're like... Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Well, I was, I was told, obviously, I haven't spoke to the government directly, but I've, I've heard <laughs> on the grapevine that yeah, apparently yeah. they wanted British tourists despite our population yeah. infection rates and blah, blah 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 but the uk government was like nah so fuck knows yeah. i like the way supposed to go, go sorry on. go on nah, i was go. supposed to i was supposed to go to uh slovenia uh two weeks i went to corfu like two weeks ago yeah i was supposed to go to slovenia and slovenia was covid free when they announced the travel tunnels and they just just wasn't on there and i was just like what the fuck's going on here wait so did you, had, were, did you quarantine were you meant to quarantine for two weeks yeah, so you had to quarantine in Slovenia and on the way back. So wow. I was just like, I was just like, fuck it. I got, I cancelled all those, and then I just booked a trip to Corfu, and then just flew there straight there and back. Easy, no Crazy, quarantine, man. no test. Didn't test one person on the plane. Yeah, just said, um, just said, have you got your passenger locator form? Yeah, didn't even look at it. <laughs> just sent me straight on. Did they not even look at it? Nah, <laughs> just sent it straight in. 
Madness. Yeah, no one no one checked uh like obviously Alma was meant to get checked or someone's meant to come and check that we're saying that the police are gonna come round and yeah. border force to go do regular checks and no one came round. Yeah. Uh, I know at least se- several other people who have been been away and had to quarantine for two weeks and no one's come to check on them. It's like just I teams. don't know how they'd police it, it'd be so difficult. Apparently it's bo- apparently it's border force and the police, but but yeah, man, it's it's fucking fucking crazy, dude. Fucking crazy shit. I like where we've gone from steroids to uh, <laughs> to coronavirus to other bits. You got to shoot in like ten though, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, um, coaching, man. How's that going? Obviously, you're an online coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really good, man. It's really good. Um, like coronavirus, like man, actually, coronavirus has taught me a lot of things. Actually, like coronavirus. When it first happened, I lost a lot of people because people knee-jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. No gyms, I don't need a coach. I, uh, no job, I need to worry about what I'm paying. 80% on furlough, okay, I need to get rid of my excess expenses. So I had a big drop and I went, fuck, what am I going to do for fucking three months? Well, four, I actually ended up being five months. Um, but actually, it came. I think a lot of people came to that realization that actually, fuck, I've got no structure. I've got no day. I've got no job. I've got like I need some kind of structure. What, what percent did you use lose initially? Probably like thirty to forty percent. Fucking so, hell! Were you, were so you panicking like, about it or were you chill? I mean, I, I, I'm lucky in the fact why I say lucky. I've stayed at home for a. I've not paid rent in two years, right? So I've I've Love got it. money to, to be fine for four months if I didn't uh-huh. earn any money. But taking a fifth, like nearly a fifty percent pay cut month on month, I was like, oh shit! Or for my first month, I was like, oh shit. Because already I feel like I live in a bit of a dream world, living on doing online coaching and stuff. Because it's kind of a dream come true. Um, but actually, once we got over that initial probably two or three, four weeks, that first month, and people realized, okay, we're in this for the long haul. People needed that accountability, and they needed someone to provide. You know, because if you take a gym equipment away or a, a gym away from someone who's not necessarily well versed in exercise physiology and training mm-hmm. and, and you give them a band and a dumbbell they're just going to be okay i can do a curl and a press like they don't know what else they can do so they need that expertise in that in that sense yeah so i could offer that and then and then since then i got my numbers back after the first after the third month and then in the fourth month of quarantine i surpassed and then in and now i've got more clients than ever again so it's not been too bad Sick dude. It's well, it, it looks it looks to me, because I want to ask about this as well. I don't know if people could find it interesting, but I want to know. Is in, in the last in the last few years, man, you seem to be really smashing it, the coaching business as well. Like what's yeah, the sure. what's the what's the story what's the story starting that and stuff? Because it seemed seemed like you were you were doing it pretty I don't know, pretty casually, and then it's like really taken off from you or you've become established, you know. Like I'll always refer yeah. if people are looking for an online coach, like I would like especially for contest practice and stuff, I'd always say, Oh, hit up Josh, just Appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. I think I think I think um, like it actually just started off like as a as a byproduct of being a, on social media. I didn't really think of it as as a job or anything. I just were you working at this time as well, like another job? Yeah, yeah. I was working full time in uh, Lululemon. Actually, what were you doing? What, uh, I was just standing on the floor, man, saying, "Hey, what size pants do you wear?" Hey, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Mate, it was a good time though. Like I learned a lot about uh, women's wear and and sportswear as well. And like, yeah. I got, like my my entire wardrobe upstairs is like half Lululemon, got it sixty percent off. So bargain. Um, but yeah, like I, I just did it passively, and then I was in London working that full time job, paying extortionate rent, earning fuck all, 
I'd been attacked three times in London, like attacked. on the way on, on the way back home from from school. Yeah, uh, from school from work. Yeah, like robbed or like tried to be robbed three times in well, like, eight months. Oh no, you got to tell you got to tell me those. What happened? Uh, I remember the worst one was I was walking home from a from a night shift. So I'd finished about ten or something, and I lived in Bethnal Green, like the fucking thick oh, of it mate the hood mate yeah the, the thick of it i thought i'd be one of them like i was there for like six months i gave people the nod and stuff i thought i was one of them clearly not six foot one ginger wearing lululemon walking home at 10 p.m at night who would have thought um but yeah man, i was on the phone to my mum just talking and this guy just came up to me and was just like have you got any money i said no nah, i'm sorry i've got no money and he was just like people like you fucking think you're better than me he started screaming at me like screaming was he, like, was he a crackhead was he a junkie or just yeah yeah i think he was i think he was yeah yeah his aura led me to believe that he was um and i'm on the phone to my mum like bro i'm just on the phone to my mum i'm coming back from like a 10 hour shift like i got i've gone i haven't got my wallet on me i've been at work and he was just like give me your fucking phone like that and like trying to grab my phone and my mum's on the phone and she's just like screaming down the phone run josh run and i'm just like oh this is the grimmest thing right now and i'm just like okay so i sidestep the dude put my hand out onto his shoulder to kind of just move around him because he was right in front of me. Sorry, move around him because he's right in front of me. Um, and he just he just saw that hand on his shoulder as engaged in, con in con fucking contact. And he just like started flailing. Man, he hit me like four or five times in the back of the head. I fell over, like rolled. He tried to scramble for my phone. I like stood back up. I pushed him and obviously like hadoukened him into a fucking car, like a parked car. I just Holy went, shit! Boom! Pushed him into his chest, and before he'd even got up, I was like fifty meters down the road. Like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fire. I'm not going to sit there and pummel some yeah, guy trying, play, to rob, trying to rob me. I was like, I was like, you got a knife? You got a gun? I don't know what you got. I, I'm just going to get up off this floor and run as fast as I can home. And man, that happened like that happened two more times. Uh, the, the other two times weren't weren't as physical. They were just like, man, one guy came up to me and like had a go at me for what I was wearing. He was like, why are you fucking wearing that? You're wearing these tight fucking trousers and started hurling like um homosexual slurs at me i had my fucking big camera in my hand i had my other phone in my hand i had my like beats he head pods on he was like you need to give me that fucking camera or i'm gonna kill you like that and i was just like I, before he'd even finished the sentence kill you i'd already turned around and started running and he was in some he was never gonna catch me i was gone <laughs> man, man it was that's twice so i was living like a nightmare yeah i hated the place I heard noises where I slept every day. I couldn't sleep coming from a country house. Like there was like a, we were living, we were living in a council flat where people would offer you Coke as you walk down the stairs in your own building. Mm -hmm. My mom would come and she wouldn't feel safe. My girlfriend wouldn't come visit me. And I was like, I need to make a change. And I literally just sucked it up and went, all right, I'm sacking it all in. I left two months early and just paid my rent while I was at home and uh, just said, all right, I need to make a, a jab at this, um, this coaching business. I just went for it from there. Did you have no, any clients yeah. before before you quit quit your work, or did you just go for culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was doing it. Um, like I was, so I was working full time, and then I had maybe ten to fifteen clients that I scraped through when I had time, and then I just put my time into those people, and then just started rec trying to rec recruit people. Crazy man, what do you think's been the biggest thing in terms of actually being successful and growing it for you? Was consistency. Consistency. Yeah, I think people always look for it and they always get the same answer because it actually fucking works. It's just doing it day in, day out and doing it better than everyone else. Uh, and not being afraid. Uh, one thing that I really benefited from was not being afraid to like emulate people and not afraid to idolize people and not being afraid to 
maybe try what they do and bring it your own message to it. You know, because I, I, I go on by emulate. Do you mean what you would copy? Copying stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Someone someone told me something a few a few fuck. <laughs> there goes the laptop. Uh, someone told me like a a few a few uh, a few months ago, and it was like there is nothing is original. Everything is everything is copied. Like the, the throughout human yeah. history, you are gonna do nothing nothing original. So yeah, I think it's difficult to just putting your own spin on it. People like the way you might talk about it and digest it might be the same way as someone else. So it's worth giving it a go. Cool, man. Well, wow. you're gonna have to go to your meeting very shortly, aren't you? Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. good. What, it's what good. a weird all over the place podcast. It's nice to catch up with you anyway. Yeah, man. It was really good to talk to you, dude. Uh, do you want to plug anything before we shoot? Plug your socials, plug some coaching business. Yeah, just if you want to find me, Josh Bridgman on everything, you'll find me. That's it. What about 1MR? You can give that a plug as well. Yeah, 1MR is the uh, one more rep lifestyle, the mindset. It's uh, my company. It's up and coming. It's the new. Uh, Alpha Elite, but no one knows it yet. <laughs> Beautiful, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Right, dude. That will, I'll just cut it there. Thank you so much for that, mate. That was huge.